Hi there. So this is a quick little opening for the new episode that is being released right now uh, on Clinton Road. So if you're listening to this, just a little opener for that right now. But I just wanted to say happy holidays to everyone. This is technically as of right now. I might be recording another one during this session. I might. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But right now, this is kind of like the holiday little episode for everyone. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys are safe during this holiday season. And I hope you guys are having a really, really amazing time with both your family and friends. And if you're not, I hope you're listening. And I hope you're having a really nice time. I hate when I hate to see anyone alone on the holidays. And I hope this might brighten your day. I'm saying hope a lot, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's a really happy time of year. And I just want to spread that around. And again, hopefully, I oh gosh, I need to stop saying that. This episode is a little bright spot in this cold holiday season. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I am back for another episode. This is the Realm of Unknown podcast, and I am your host, Shane. Today's going to be a little bit different. If you notice, the audio is a much, much better system than I currently have. Don't expect this always, but I just wanted to test something out with uh, the, the resources that I currently have at my disposal, so I'm giving this a try. If you like it, just let me know, and I'll try to get here a bit more often to a more studio-esque setup and not just recording on my laptops. <laughs> but today I have a uh, pretty interesting story for you guys. I will be covering the Clinton Road in New Jersey. Now, this is a pretty famous road, to say the least. It is probably one of the most haunted roads in America. I eh, I would put it out there. I would personally put it out there. Do, just doing this research, I've done it uh, twice before, and I would, I would definitely put this up there as one of, if not like the top five that I've come across. But but let's 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 dive into this because there's a lot to to look into and I have all my notes right here. I got like at least eight pages of notes written down and I just will quick shout out. A lot of this stuff comes from WeirdNewJersey.com. It's kind of like a blog system that people can post their stories and stuff to. Got a lot of like the personal stories from there. So if you want to check it out, go check them out. All the links and stuff for my uh, sources will be down below in the description for you guys to check out. I believe the Weird Jersey one is the second or the first. I will try to mark it for you guys. I don't remember myself. So Clinton Road is, an, again, a notorious road located in New Jersey in West Milford within Passyunk County. It runs about 10 miles or so or 16 kilometers for anyone of my international listeners out there because I'm in America and we use the really messed up system. The road itself and the area surrounding it has gained more and more infamacy over the years as stories and legends of strange occurrences and odd sightings have started to arise. This ranges anywhere from spirits to odd creatures in the woods, gatherings of witches and occult-based practices, and apparently even sightings of KKK meetings, which is probably one of the scarier ones. And just as like a little side note, a lot of people kind of believe that this may be like a dumping ground for professional killers. It gets brought up later, but it doesn't seem to be something that is like widespread. It's just kind of a thing that happened, but people think others happened there. Again, it will come up again. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, I'm doing the backstory part. So there aren't that many houses along this road either, and much of the surrounding area is publicly owned woodlands. Uh, up until fairly recently, also, much of the road has not actually been paved over. It has been now, but it wasn't. It took a very long time for the Jersey road system to actually like put it as a road. It just kind of gravel and, and dirt. Probably the worst. <laughs> 
in my opinion, fact about Clinton Road is that it is notorious for having the country's absolute longest traffic light wait. And I'm not kidding. Uh, at the intersection of Route 23 and Clinton Road, <laughs> there's about like a five minute wait. There's just a five minute wait at a red light, which is ungodly long. That's not any, no one should wait that long. Even if you have an intersection with like a busy highway, five minutes is insane. It takes me five minutes to walk from my house to my high school back in the day. Like if someone had to wait there that entire time, oh my God, I couldn't even imagine. But that's just another, another, another odd thing to add on to this long list of really, really weird stuff that this road has. And just a little extra side thing and the road gets its name from the clinton of the original clinton settlement in the region so moving on though because this is a huge long long discussion like i mentioned i'm hoping this episode runs a bit longer than my last two i keep saying that but it ends up being trimmed down about like 20 minutes or so anyway so we'll see how it goes but i just have a really basically just listed out all of the major sightings, major stories and stuff like that. And I just kind of want to talk about them. They kind of range a bit more and hence why I kind of like the Clinton Road story as a whole. It's very bizarre. It's very slice of life of everything you want, everything you can enjoy. And it's nice. So most of these sightings actually come from residents and obviously drivers who are on the road itself. And I think I mentioned it earlier, I do want to integrate some of the personal stories as well. So bear with me when they pop up. I'm going to try to read the quotes. Some of the grammar might not be perfect. I tried to tweak up people's things, but it's the internet. So the first major story to talk about with the Clinton Road is the boy who potentially drowned. According to the legends, one of the bridges over Clinton Brook, which is right near Dead Man's Curve, holds attachment to one of Clinton Road's most famous legends and spirits that of a young boy who had apparently drowned. So as it goes with like ghost stories involving young children, a lot of things have to do with like items, just little like offerings and stuff. And in this case for the little boy, the the story goes that if you toss a penny or a quarter, I have this in quotes because people kind of flip-flop between the two, just a coin, offer him some money, and you toss it into the reservoir below, at midnight, it will supposedly be returned by the ghost of the boy who had drowned while swimming in the water below. Toss it in there, leave, come back later on in the night. The coin should be in the middle of the road. Now, other stories have the boy falling off the bridge. Others have him just sitting there and just kind of getting into the water. Others have it where a bunch of his friends kind of dared him to stay there and then when they left and came back he was gone it's kind of one of those urban legend things that just as time goes by more and more stories it's kind of like a whisper down the lane type thing more and more stories popped up of what's going on with this kid but as as it goes with the spirits that's not too much variant between the whole he tosses the coin back he's under the bridge that he it's very much surrounding the bridge and water and drowning but in some reports an apparition has actually been seen by a very select few amount of people and others actually claim that the ghost will push whomever tossed the quarter or, or coin in this case over the bridge and into the water and some people think this is kind of like a malicious thing that the boy is just 
like maybe like a demon is using the disguise of a boy to get people to do this type of stuff. Others think that perhaps maybe the boy is pushing you out of the way to prevent oncoming danger. Now, from what I can discover or from what I've researched, I should say, no one really seems to be like be in danger if this happens. People think that perhaps maybe he jumped out of the way of like a car or something and that's how he got into the water originally and how he died. So perhaps he's reenacting that with you trying to like save you, save you, get you out of the way so that you don't get like hit by a car or something. So a lot of people think that this is kind of like a good spirit. And in most cases, it seems like it is. It's just kind of like a thing that's there. But it is, again, right near Dead Man's Curve, which is a notoriously bad spot. It's a very sharp curve on Clinton Road right before this. And I, I'll post a photo on Twitter if I can find it and Instagram uh, when I like I post the links for this. But it is a very, very sharp turn. It, it, it's right in the woods. You'll see it coming like really quick, but it is... It is insane. This road is very, very insane in the way it's laid out. But that whole area is tied to the little ghost boy who potentially doesn't want your change, but also does. So it's just very odd. And actually, if you go there, it's that location. If you look over the bridge while you're like you on the road, I mean, you should really park your car elsewhere. But if you're on the bridge and you look in, you can actually see all the pennies and coins and stuff that people have tossed into the into the reservoir below because they're trying to reenact this stuff so people go there thinking that this is going to happen like it's not just like a small occurrence and i actually have a little written thing this comes from dina from west wilford this was posted on the weird new jersey site again all the little quotes and stories come from there dina writes my friends and i decided to find out for ourselves what is true and what is not We went to the bridge and we threw a quarter over. Not a minute later, you hear a plop, as if you happened to have dropped a quarter in after it. The water filled with ripples and a child's reflection appeared. We flew back to the car. That scared all of us. I mean, that's it. But I would be terrified. I would be terrified to see, like, the the image of a child underneath the water as you, like, toss a coin in there. All this makes me think of, like, the really early season of Supernatural, too. Just dating myself and my my nerd-them and the fact that there's an episode relating to a boy and there's a scene where he's like dragging you under that that scared me a lot i don't know why i watched it when i was a freshman in college so perhaps i have some problems (laughs) but besides the ghost boy uh, other ghosts and spirits have been sighted across the road a spectral camaro is also apparently apparently on this road as well which is very interesting in my regard and it has been cited being driven by a young woman who supposedly died in a crash back in 1988 i can't find documentation for this so if anyone can please let me know i i try to look in here but it seems like it's very like small story in in the regard like everything else that's happening uh but legend goes that the mere mention of this particular ghost while you yourself are driving along the road will be a sort of trigger sort of on switch causing the Camaro to manifest behind you along the road or in front of you which is spooky again in every regard another story comes in the form of a pair of ghosts allegedly involving two park rangers who had died back in 1938 others have claimed to see people very oddly dressed out and about during very strange hours of the night these specific encounters the ones with the strange dress the strangely dressed ghosts they're very very jarring especially to me as these apparent spirits or perhaps very odd individuals who are walking around at night they simply stare at you 
they stare at whoever sees them, okay? So like if you see them, they'll just stare at you. They won't speak, they won't move, they'll just stare at you. And only to that person who is seeing them. And before anyone else, if you're with someone, can turn and see them or spot them, they're just gone. They're just immediately gone, which is terrifying to me because to me that makes it seem as though they are very much aware of you. They're very much aware that you're in a group. They know that you can see them, so they see you. And they just, they're just toying with you. Like, they're honestly just toying with you because if you tell anyone else, you'll seem insane, which is very, I don't like the idea of them watching me watch them, which is not, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. But moving along, though, the next, like, major thing to, I guess, sight to see on Clinton Road is what is known as the Druidic Temple, a stone structure just east of the road and south of the reservoir, which we mentioned earlier at the Penny Bridge, the little drowned boy. It is said to be the site of the local Druids, and they would practice their rituals and ceremonies. I don't know why Druids was always the thing that popped up, but from what I looked into this was just kind of like a broad thing for you know like pagan worship witchcraft uh, and in this case druids maybe satan uh, satanic worshiping like stuff like that mystical practice they just call it druids for some reason i don't know why it just is what it is the building itself was actually an iron smelter built back in 1826. Later on, it was actually listed on the National Register of Historical Places, and it was given the name the Clinton Furnace back in 1976. So as of now, it goes by the furnace, essentially, but people still call it the Druid Temple as well. The Druid Temple is currently fenced off by the Newark water department to prevent any entrance and to essentially keep people safe. The building is not in any way, shape, or form in good conditions. There's a lot of structural damage, and unfortunately, due to the stories surrounding the building, the fences are kind of just put up to keep people from exploring, from doing very stupid things and getting themselves hurt is basically what it boils down to because people hear the stories they want to check it out these people put up the fence saying like hey we don't want to be we don't want to be liable for anyone getting hurt stay out this is a stone building that was built about 200 years ago it's falling apart don't come here <laughs> interestingly enough there is an actual castle that stood not too far away from clinton road back in 1905 richard j cross actually purchased some of the land and constructed a grand gothic looking castle for himself and his family which they later called the bear fort but most of the locals referred to it as cross castle richard himself however died in 1917 and later on, a fire would take down most of the wooden structure of the overall castle. As of today, there are a few stone remnants of what it once was. There's some foundations, some remaining structures, but for the most part, it's not as glorious as it was and was. Hikers and explorers and apparently, allegedly, satanic worships are kind of the new residents of this region, the foundation walls that are still here 
about a century later. Now, stories surrounding Cross Castle are, for the most part, retaining to the living, which is, in some cases, much more terrifying. And this is mainly comes from very, very spooked out hikers and drivers who have both reported seeing satanic rituals and apparent KKK sightings, like meetings being hosted on the castle grounds. Like, And this is very, very late into the night, times when no one should be out there in the woods doing this type of stuff. People will see like bonfires and like hear chanting and stuff like that, which is not something you want to run across if you're hiking. I don't know why you're hiking at night, but I guess you are. I wouldn't do that in Jersey. So satanic symbols and graffiti has also been discovered in parts of what's left of the castle, I should say, that at that time of discovery was believed to be inaccessible. So what I mean by this is literally no one should be able to get into this location. They had to physically tear down a stone wall, like a stone wall of this foundation and what's remaining, to get to this spot because there was no other way. Like they, they just... I think in one case, like, they just happened to tear something down, and they just found a room back there. They didn't know it was there. And there's just graffiti, and there's symbols all over the place, and no one knows how you got in there. Unless they found a back entrance, or they, like, they put up the hall themselves and aged it up. Unless that's the case, no one should be able to be able to get in there. (laughs) Be able to be able. (laughs) No one should be able to get into this location. So it's very bizarre. It's very not something that should be happening. It just adds to the weirdness. So there are also apparently stories and legends surrounding an albino clan or tribe of sorts of primitive people still living out in the woods. I think primitive. I don't know. This is very weird. This is somehow relating to Cross Castle, and it's from a little quote I'll say in a bit. But I just figured this out from doing research a second time on this location, that apparently this is just like a thing that is in Jersey that I never knew about. There's apparently a albino tribe in the woods i don't know how much validity like validity this has that's fair that's really weird to me especially like i grew i'm growing up right next door i'm in pa right outside of philly i go to jersey all the time like this isn't something that you just don't hear about especially if you're into this type of stuff so from what i can tell most people think that this is like physical i can't find that many reports of them tying it to supernatural creatures or stuff like that no like elves or whatever in the woods a lot of people think it's like physical people of some sort when they're describing these stories which is again weird very weird so i actually do have a quote again from weird new jersey check it out this is from brian r and this is relating to both the cross castle and a potential albino i don't know it's very weird so brian goes on to say one time when a bunch of us started climbing the the walls we did see something the the walls pertaining to the remaining cross castle walls we were up there and we saw two white figures they were about 100 yards away from where we were standing and you could not see them unless you were up on our vantage point they stayed along about 100 yards from the group and then just disappeared into the woods. When we got back to Terraforma, just, I don't know why he just didn't say when we get back down, we told the other people in the group about it and the very first thing that came to mind were the stories. And there was instant talk about the Obino village in the woods, quote Brian R., which is apparently Brian knows his stuff with Jersey and the very weird stuff that's going on because I didn't know about this. Other people say this is a thing. I completely forget what the tribe's name was. There's apparently a a, a name tied to this specific story. And I completely forget. I think it's like the Jersey Whites, but it's not spelled like Jersey, like G or uh, G, God. Uh, It's not spelled J-E-R-S-E-Y. 
It's spelled J A R. It's really weird. It's I, I, I want to say it's J A R Z E E Whites. I don't know why they call it that. I don't. I don't know, guys. Honestly, but it's apparently people have seen some of these figures out and around Cross Castle, so it ties into what we're talking about in some regard. But from what I can figure out, they seem to be within like the mountain range area of Jersey, of northern Jersey, I should say. Now, other reports relating to Cross Castle involve hearing disembodied chanting while you're visiting a location, similar to the ritual practices, but there's actually no one visible nearby, which is terrifying. The sound of chains rattling and being dragged along has also been reported, and in general, a sense of unease and discomfort seems to be like a unanimous agreement to anyone who visits. It's a very weird place. It gives you like a bad vibe. It's a very torn apart castle in the woods in the middle of nowhere. So like you're, it's not a great place, so to speak. And things get a little weirder and it just takes a turn for the worst. Some of the stories and reports have people having seizures, like having like these random spurts and spasms when they visit the location and the people in their group are not able to move them. Like, like there's a story in which a bunch of people go there and a girl in the group starts having like a like a spasm attack. Can't remember if they like wrote down anything about them being prone to this type of stuff, but from the way they talk it seems like this is just out of the blue. Like they're not aware of this. But when they try to like they move her cuz I think she was leaning up against something, they try to move her, they try to keep her safe in a sense. I, I don't know if there's if they're trying to do like the proper procedure with this, someone having a seizure, but they they try to move her in some regard and they say they cannot. It's as if she's nailed to where she is. She, she her body will not move out of the way, but she's having a seizure in a very odd way. As I'll continue, because these people also heard the chanting going on as this was happening, and only when the chanting stopped is when the girl just went back to normal. It was like, well, what, what happened? And apparently bruises would then appear on the body afterwards so people think that this has some sort of supernatural possession attack type stuff somewhat relating to this and other stories people get very disturbing visions during these scenes while visiting the location and it just adds to the sense of what is going on what is this weird stuff what's like this weird energy tied to the castle ground specifically and if you ask a lot of people a lot of people will very firmly state just keep driving if it's nighttime if you're near cross castle while you're driving along this road just keep going do not stop just keep driving along and just go past it it's not a place you want to be at it's not a place you want to go to at night a lot of people a lot of locals too they'll say just just avoid the area just don't go there at night it'll just it's it's gonna mess you up simple as that Now, this next thing, speaking of driving, I should say, according to Travel Channel, the show on Travel Channel, Most Terrifying Places in America 2, I don't know why I have that on here, but I I don't know about this show. I've watched a lot of Travel Channel, I've watched a lot of history, and I don't remember this show at all, so we'll see how how, how credible this story is. But this story is relating to phantom vehicles, similar to the Camaro from earlier, that are spotted up and along the road. So the show states that there are reports of a ghost pickup truck, plural, pickup trucks, being sighted along the road, just driving along. In some cases, it seems like it's chasing people. And the show also states that there are disembodied headlights not attached to any vehicle, just two floating lights that supposedly appear out of nowhere in the middle of the night and have been known to chase drivers to the very end of the road before disappearing. So it's get off my spot, get off my area, leave this area, I'm going to run you off the road if you don't type stuff, which is, I'd be scared. I know 
there, there's another road, I believe, in Delaware that has kind of similar stories and people, because it's closer to where I grew up, people in high school would actually go down there closer to Halloween in the, the, the like autumn season. They'll go down there very, very late at night and it's very secluded. I, I'll have to look up the name because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's in Delaware and people will drive down there and apparently you, if you're driving along the road and you turn off your lights and kind of like pause on the side a, a phantom car or truck will come behind you and chase you down down off the road no one i know has ever had that happen they'll go there but nothing has happened there so we'll say i don't know how credible that place is but my absolute favorite thing which is what we're talking about next for clinton road just because i'm like a huge fan of cryptids and like myths and stuff we have some strange creatures on clinton road as well like i said it's very very much a cornucopia of very strange things along this road in northern Jersey. So again, probably the strangest factor to come out of this road are sightings of strange and bizarre creatures and animals that are not native to the region. Now, black bears and a few poisonous snakes do call this environment home. So there are some bigger and there are some dangerous animals in this location, just to give you some reference. And as of lately, coyotes have been seen further north. Their populations are a lot higher now in Jersey and stuff, which I didn't know about. They're up there. So people potentially might be seeing coyotes for what I'm about to say. But a lot of these stories are just way too bizarre and specific and just unearthly in a, in a sense that part of me kind of believes some of this a bit more than the other stories, but we'll see. One of the first things that is cited, a few people actually have spotted a very large grayish white wolf, a teeter between the two things, we'll just kind of say it's a light gray wolf, uh, with crimson red eyes. It's a very big wolf and it has just piercing red eyes. Some stories have yellow, but I think potentially it just might be like orange. We'll just cut, cut it in the middle and say it's orange, but just very very bright eyes. Now, wolves are no longer native to New Jersey. They're not even in Pennsylvania. They're not native there either, except for the select few that are kind of in enclosures that you can go visit and stuff like that. But otherwise, they're not in the wild. So the fact that someone's seeing a very large wolf in this region is very, very slim unless someone has like a pet. But interestingly enough, I found, and apparently this has been a thing for a very long time, and I guess this can explain a few odd sightings, because especially, again, Jersey doesn't have wolves, so if someone sees something like this, it's going to freak them out. But there is a hybrid canine that is native and very much active in the Northeast and all over the place. There's a lot of these things known as Kyo wolves. It's spelled C-O-Y and then wolf. So... I'll, I'll detail what these are. So a coyote wolf is an animal that is a mix between a coyote, obviously, and a wolf. Uh, again, obvious, very specific, very clever naming, by the way. But mainly, these animals retain most of the base traits of coyotes, but are known to be about twice the size of an average coyote. So if people are somewhat used to a coyote running around and very wild type of canine, seeing something that is twice the size, in your opinion, could very much be like, I'm seeing a wolf, I'm seeing something that's huge and unnatural to the area. So I can kind of understand why people might not understand their sightings, so to speak. I don't know, though, because a lot of these things tend to also kind of look like just dogs. So I don't know. I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and be like, maybe you did see a spirit wolf that's huge with piercing red eyes. But at the same time, I'm like, eh. The red eyes is like the main thing for me because it seems like it doesn't have natural eyes. 
I'll give them credit for that. But even more fun, in my opinion, uh, are hellhounds and black dogs. They are among the creatures that are also spotted on this road, with one sighting involving a hellhound chasing down a car full of passengers. The car was apparently going at least 60 miles per hour, and the canine was able to keep pace with the car. It managed this until the car turned off the road and was eventually pulled over by a cop. Once this happened, however, supposedly, the hellhound just disappeared. So it chased them again, kind of like the headlights. It just chased them off the road. It's like, get out. I'm going to get you. But when someone else kind of came along, it just vanished. So it's, I, I would not, I would be terrified if I'm going 60, I'm flooring it down a road, and a dog is keeping pace with me. It, ugh, ugh. This is the weirdest one, in my opinion, guys. Monkeys and other primates have also been spotted in the region. Again, this is northern Jersey. Primates are not native at all to the spot. And a few unidentifiable hybrid animals are known to lurk in the woods. Now, in this case, there might actually be an explanation to a lot of these sightings, and it may or may not have nothing to do with supernatural in origin. A lot of these animals are said to have been survivors of a nearby attraction that went by the name of Jungle Habit which closed down back in 1976, and that some of these surviving animals may have just gotten loose, been able to survive for the past few years in the wilderness, because it is kind of like open. There's not there's not too much competition. Like, they can kind of survive in a way. And in some cases, people think it just kind of like crossbred with them, either themselves or other native species, mainly relating back to the canines. The monkeys obviously are kind of on their own. But people... I apparently have seen monkeys there. I don't know how true it is, but this might be a very rational explanation for why people are seeing just like odd creatures that they don't know about being in the spot. It just could be very simply an escaped animal, which in a lot of cases is kind of the case. Like like alien cats in the UK, a lot of people think those are like just escaped animals or pets that people got out, which is a very reasonable explanation in my opinion. Now, to add to this big plate of very odd things, we also have aliens and UFOs because what is not complete without a UFO sighting here and there? Now, even aliens, again, are involved with Clinton Road. In most cases, most of the reports come from eyewitnesses that are driving who, for the most part, seem to be the only car on the road, but... In a lot of these stories, they're not the only people in the car. So there's a few people who will see this at a time. These sightings are just very generic in a way. You'll see like a triangle-shaped craft. Some people see like a massive oval-shaped craft. I can't find any that directly involves seeing like an alien alien. So that for the most part, it, it's UFOs, just unidentified flying objects, nothing too extreme. But this is where we get into one of our last, uh, or I believe our last quote, again, from Weird New Jersey. Ugh, Weird New Jersey. And this comes from Jay Radicals. He writes, We were on Clinton Road one night. As we went further along, we began to spot lights in the sky, hundreds of them, along either side of the woods. There were blue ones, red ones, and white ones. We got so freaked out, and we got to speed off down the road. We had to be going about 75 miles per hour on this 35 mile per hour road but the lights were able to keep pace with us. As we slowed down and stopped in the middle of the road, so did they. They would halt and stay there on either side of us until suddenly they vanished. Terrifying. I would be so freaked out. I, in some cases, I think this is more terrifying than the dog being able to keep pace with you because there's all these like hundreds of lights as if they're attached to your car are moving and keeping pace with you and stopping when you do. They're just, and then just gone. 
And again, you're in the middle of the woods. There's like a few houses here and there. But for the most part, it's very secluded. It's a very remote area in northern Jersey. This is not something normal in any sense. So it's just very odd. I just wanted to throw that in there. There's not that many other UFO stories, but I thought that was a very interesting one. I just wanted to, you know, mix it up, let everyone get a little piece of what they like. Next little thing we have is actually a true crime thing, something I may delve into on this podcast. I don't know. We'll see. From right now, I'm very much staying in just like the unexplained realm of the unknown. (laughs) But this is a true crime that happened on Clinton Road back in May of 1983. A human body was found in the woods not too far from the road. Now, the story goes that a cyclist was actually the one who discovered the body. He discovered it while he was going down the road, and when he noticed some vultures feasting not too far off, he went to investigate, and that's when he discovered the body. So as it goes, after an autopsy, it was determined that the man had died from foul play, which, in a case, duh, he's a dumped body in the woods, probably going to not get there on your own. And it was discovered in a very puzzling fact that ice crystals were actually formed in his blood vessels near his heart. His internal organs have also decayed at a rate much slower than the rest of his skin. So this kind of threw people for a loop, the investigators, for a loop for a moment, until pathologists soon concluded that someone had frozen the body shortly after death in an attempt to mislead investigators. So basically what they did is they they put the body in a freezer, they kept it there. That's how the ice crystals formed on the blood cells, then dumped it. So the ice crystals kind of remained there, but then the addition of a now foreign environment, an external, like you're in the woods, obviously there's a lot of decay. Um, there's a lot of like fungi, a lot of bugs, a lot of animals at, in the case of a vulture that will speed up the decaying process. But because it has so many different ones, kind of like giving, throwing you off a bit because you want to estimate a time of death and yada, yada, yada. I, I took a forensics class once. I know what I'm talking about. I don't, don't, don't quote me on that, especially when I'm talking about dead people. All respect. In an attempt to mislead investigators, hoping to make them believe that the man had died at a much later time than he actually did. The man was later identified as someone wrapped up in the mafia activities of nearby Rockland County, New York. The investigation ultimately led to the 1986 arrest of the Iceman, a.k.a. Richard Kuklinski? Don't... Uh, Richard Kuklinski? I, I'm gonna... I don't know. I'm bad with last names. Correct me if I'm wrong. People will. I know that. He is a New Jersey native who was involved with the Rockland organized crime. He's essentially a professional hitman, and he later on confessed to, the kill, to be the killer. He was a hired gun, a hitman, a mercenary for mafia lords back in the day. Now, Kuklinski was charged of six counts of murder, but during interviews while this was going on, he claimed to have murdered anywhere from 100 to 250 men between the years of 1948 and 1986, which is terrifying in a way. Although this number is highly debated, he was only charged for the six, but no one really knows how many people Kuklinski may have killed. He himself admits that he he doesn't have like the best memory of that. And a lot of people think that maybe he's just making this up. Although other people think that At the very least, he's killed a few dozen. That perhaps there's a chance that he's kind of like a serial killer using the the skies of a hired gun to indulge his need, I guess, his desire in a way. I don't call me on that because that discussion thing, it's very much debated. No one knows. No one knows for sure. So don't 
take any of that as fact. But he, he was charged for six. We know that. We know that. But that's a very sour note. I'm sorry that we're wrapping up on that. But I hope you guys did enjoy the little adventure into the history and stories surrounding Clinton Road that we had today. Again, it's probably one of the most haunted locations in New Jersey. And I want to say one of, if not, again, the top five unsettling roads in all of the nation, in my opinion. And there, again, there's probably a few things I left out. For the most part, I wanted to stick with, again, the main stories that people talk about like the main big urban legends of the region. I wanted to talk about those. I wanted to stick to them. And if there are other things or if anyone's from that region, you know, neighbor, my neighbors in Jersey, let me know. Totally let me know. I, lo- I would love to hear these stories if you have any personal ones from the road. For the most part, I stuck to like locals, people who've driven there. Like It might be skewed. I don't know. There might be a bias if you've grew up in that region and you just happen to write in about this stuff. So take it with a grain of salt. In my opinion, I think it's very bizarre. I don't know how true all these stories are. So we'll see how that goes. But it was a lot of fun researching this. And honestly, I really want to visit Clinton Road someday. I plan to, honestly. There's a lot of places in Jersey that I want to go visit that involve the paranormal. And Clinton Road has been on my radar for a very long time. I did this story back on my YouTube channel a few years ago on the top five list and it was a much more condensed story i didn't really have that much to work with back then because i wasn't as i wasn't as great with researching (laughs) let's just say i have improved my writing skills quite a bit and now i have a lot of pages to read but it's still a lot of fun and i again enjoy this i really want to uh talk about more haunted roads and locations so if you guys have any suggestions please let me know i will look up the one in delaware but I might maybe want to do Route 66. I don't know. Might be fun. And there's also a sort of Bermuda Triangle that I want to talk about here in the U.S. Not the one you know. There's another one. Uh, There's actually a few. There's one specifically I want to talk about that may or may not be the next video. I actually don't know. But right now, this at the moment is kind of like the holiday episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm recording this very, very late into the semester right now. So finals are wrapping up. And I'm trying to like get this done and over with this semester, I should say, so that I can record some stuff. But it's been a lot of fun. Again, I, I'm i just kind of rambling on. I don't know really how to end this episode. I will end it now, so to speak. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling again. But if you guys enjoyed this, please let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. I'm going to try, try, try my best to get this up on iTunes. If you're listening to this now, if it's up there, I don't know. If you're listening to it there, congrats for me. I got, I managed to get it up there. But right now, uh, you can find me on SoundCloud and Anchor on Realm of the Unknown podcast. Right now, those are the only two places that I have it hosted. I will post links to it out into like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff so that if anyone you know needs to find me, it will be posted there. You can follow me on Twitter at Realm of the Unknown. The R, O, and U are capitalized, but on Twitter, it shouldn't really matter. And on Instagram at, again, Realm of the Unknown, all lowercase. So again, you can find me at Realm of the Unknown on Instagram and on Twitter. I usually post on Twitter, so find me there. And if you have any of your own personal stories or want to give feedback at the moment for what you've currently been listening to, uh, you can email me at realmoftheunknown at gmail.com. All these things will be in the description below. Please, please, please reach out. I love to hear personal stories. So if you have any of your own, please let me know. I will definitely read them and reach out to you and just respond because I love talking about this stuff. So if I'm able to hear any personal stories from you guys, especially listeners, which is just amazing, I would love to. So hit me up there if you want to reach me. Again, it's Realm of the Unknown on Instagram and Twitter, realmoftheunknown at gmail.com. 
And you can find me on SoundCloud and Anchor with Realm of the Unknown podcast. I've said Realm of the Unknown so many times, but I'm going to say it one more time. I hope you guys enjoyed our little journey into the Realm of the Unknown today with Clinton Road. And I hope to see you guys again for the next episode. But until then, remember, stay spooky, and I'll see you then.